Hi, sisters, and welcome to the newest episode of E-Girls. I'm Emma. And I'm Eleanor. So we're doing a fun topic this week. We kind of do fun topics every week because we like to enjoy ourselves. Mm -hmm. But we are covering some conspiracy theories. Dun, dun, dun. So I don't know. When I was doing research for this, I really wanted to avoid like, you know, the classic kind of stale ones like aliens. I don't know. I don't really care about aliens that much. As far as, like, UFO yeah. abduction-wise. Or, like, JFK. I'm trying to think of others. Princess like Diana. Princess one. Diana. Oh, I was reading so many different ones. But, like, the most common, there's, like, you know... Moon landing. Moon, oh, yeah, the moon landing. That's a good one. Yeah. So, I gravitated more towards the um, Satanism <laughs> route. <laughs> And I found an extremely interesting theory involving Miss Taylor Swift. So, it goes that Taylor Swift is the clone of Zena LaVey, who is the former high priestess of the Church of Satan. She is the daughter of Anton LaVey, who is the founder of the Church of Satan and the author of the Satanic Bible. Okay, so when did these people live like are they alive today yeah so she is alive today her name is xena levey shrek now um shrek, shrek yeah. come on <laughs> um she was the high priestess of the church from 1985 to 1990 which is interesting because miss taylor swift was born <gasps> in 1989 oh so timeline tracks And the main reason that this conspiracy was born is because there is a photo in which she bears a striking resemblance. I mean, for sure. I mean, they both have blonde hair. Yeah. And I see a similar face shape. So I think they look really similar in these pictures. In those, yeah. Her face. Yeah. I think it's just throwing me off because the woman, the Satanist woman, has like really weird eyebrows. Yeah. But that's, like, her yeah, choice. Yeah, it's like if Taylor just had really shitty eyebrows. Yeah. But, like, the facial structure. But if you look at pictures of Zena LaVey now, she's, like, 60 years old. She doesn't. Uh, I can't imagine Taylor Swift's going to look like that, you know, mm-hmm. in 20 years, 30 years. So, and then you may also remember the classic Tumblr meme of Becky. I don't know. Um, let me pull it up. What is what is Becky from? So it's a picture of presumably Taylor Swift. Let me see. From high school, perhaps, wearing a little tiara. <laughs> Wait, can we read it? Yeah. So the caption is, this is a picture of my friend Becky. She used to be a happy, popular girl until one night she snorted marijuana at a party. She died <gasps> she instantly. She snorted marijuana. <laughs> Please don't do marijuana. It's the most dangerous drug out there. Please don't wind up like Becky. And someone said, pretty sure that's Taylor Swift. And they said, no, it's Becky. So how does this relate? (laughs) So, yeah, Becky comes into it, you know, the theory that there were multiple clones made of Miss Xena LaVey. gotcha. And one article I read went into the fact that, you know, it was kind of taking like a scientific approach to why this isn't probable. I think there's a lot of other reasons why it's not probable, but if we want to get into the nitty gritty... Cloning, there's obviously never been a human clone made. In that theory, we know of. in theory, I mean, the Illuminati could be cranking them out, yeah, but the not that we scared. Know that's of. another one, yeah, which I didn't 
research that one because it freaks me out too much. Well, there's like different forms of this theory kind of where sometimes it's the Illuminati who clone Oh, her. it's not the, it's not Satanist, it's the Illuminati. Ooh. But Fresh. from what I was looking at, it was um, her father had her cloned because as I said, she left the church in 1990. So it's like maybe he knew that she wanted out and he needed a replacement. Mm. So Miss Taylor Swift was born. Uh, so Becky, <laughs> Becky is allegedly another clone, but as is pointed out, human clones have not, that's not a thing. And animals that have been cloned, the clone is like malformed often, sickly, like not well. Mm-hmm. So the theory is that like Taylor is like a good clone, you know, pretty close to the original. And Becky is like the degenerate clone. <laughs> so she died from snorting marijuana. Mm, gotcha. She was the weakest link. Okay. Wait, are you still going? Because I do have questions. Um, I think I just have like a few things. It's just interesting. Like, oh, really? Taylor Swift was born and raised on a Christmas tree farm. Like, mm, kind of weird. Tell me, how, are, like, how does she have parents? Like, her parents are real people. They paid them off. Oh, so obviously. So they paid them off to basically adopt her. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And, and then they, and she is actively still a Satanist or what? That's where it gets a little murky okay. because it's like, what is Miss Taylor Swift doing to promote Satanism? Mm. There are some people who point to, you know, things like the Bad Blood song and video and think that there are satanic messages there. Mm. Another theory is that, yes, she was born to be a clone of Xena. But it was like, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of a good um, example here. You know, Powerpuff Girls where he's like putting in all the ingredients to make them. Yeah, sugar so spice. it's like, yeah, they just poured in a little too much like musical talent. Oh, for that's Taylor so Swift. dumb of them. So then they were like, well, I mean, we're not going to stop her from she's doing what she's good at. Come on. So it's kind of like they Nashville. cut her loose. Just kidding. She's not. She's a from Pennsylvania. Name. She's not. She's a Hendersonville girl. Yeah. Which actually, fun fact, which isn't related, but I met someone who knew her growing up. Really? Um. Yeah. And she basically told me, um, that Taylor was super sweet. Um, but her brother was like a complete asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like her little brother was like I horrible. <laughs> yeah. And I've heard, I know multiple sources. A family member of mine worked with her dad, and her dad is like the worst. Well, he was like a he worked for Merrill Lynch, right? He's yeah, like filthy rich. Yeah, yeah, it checks out. And then um, her, but I've heard her mom is like a sweetheart, which we yeah. you would assume from yeah. the doc, like from the stuff that you've seen of her. I was gonna say her dad is the one in the documentary who was like, I wouldn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, don't if I post were your you. political opinions because it's like we get it. Yeah, he's like, you're a conservative, you hate women. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. And her mom was like, do whatever you want, because her mom's a sweetie. Yeah. And Um, sorry to distract, but I just thought that was so interesting that I met someone, and then I know someone I feel like it's like you're bound to meet someone at some point. I never have, Mm -hmm. but there are people living in our city who knew her. Yeah. She, like, so the woman who I met, her kids went to Hendersonville High School with Taylor. Mm-hmm. And that's how they yeah. were close. Yeah. So I think it's safe to say that this conspiracy doesn't check out for a lot of reasons. But just going to broader, like, Satanism theories, you'll find that most of them have absolutely no basis in fact whatsoever. Because Satanism, 
it began the real, I mean, there's always been satanic panic, like since the beginning of Christianity, you know, it's like yeah, yeah, Salem yeah. witch trials, the inquisition, like, I mean, not in that order, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> there's always been persecutions of people who aren't Christians, you know, saying that they're satanic people of other religions. So it's like Satanism or being a Satanist has never been like a self-identifying thing. It's always just been a term to like other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like people don't identify Satanists. It's like you accuse them of being that because of your religious beliefs. It's an invention of Christianity because obviously Christians have to believe that Satan is real in order to believe that God is real. I do think Satanists exist though. Have you seen, I've seen videos of like people organizing to like have like a statue put up. Yeah. So that's, so the modern Satanism, it was never used as like a term of self-identification until the sixties Okay. with Mr. Anton LaVey, the biological father of Miss Taylor Swift. Um, So he founded the church of Satanism, but the thing that I feel like mainstream media and just like general public opinion it's assumed that they believe in Satan, whereas like mm-hmm. Satanists are atheists and they just view Satan as like a figure who represents like, you know, morals and human values. Mm-hmm. And it's like a philosophy rather than a religion. So like the Church of Satan was not like an actual church. It's just like a. Identifying a cult. like. Oh, <laughs> we love kind cult. of Loki occult. But I know that there's problematic stuff with the Church of Satan. I don't know what exactly, but (laughs) I watched a movie called Hail Satan. I saw this years ago, but it was a really good documentary. And it was about the Satanic Temple. So the Satanic Temple is like the most recent um, Satanist organization, I suppose. Yeah. And again, they're just like, it's more just a community of people. And they see Satan as like the embodiment of certain values. And they have like tenants. And it's kind of like for outcasts is their whole thing is like it gives people a place where they it's belong and it's, it's community yeah and yeah. watching the video i was like it's really sweet like it's yeah like a really nice community they do a lot they do a lot of like um service work for the community so they're good people <laughs> yeah for sure okay but i do want to talk about one of my favorite videos on youtube the notice me senpai oh, yeah. <laughs> notice me even though it's heavily edited and it's yeah. not real but um it's a funny video on youtube of this guy allegedly at a like like a protest i think for like a statue a satanist statue Mm -hmm. and he just you know he like he kind of furthers like the stereotypes in a way they're weirdo yeah exactly (laughs) and the statue they the documentary hail satan is kind of all about the statue oh that was a satanic temple because in arkansas they were putting up a big Ten Commandments monument, like, at the Capitol. So they were arguing, if they're going to do that, then it's completely legal for us to put up our statue of Baphomet. Why not? Like, freedom of religion. So they were petitioning to get this, like, huge statue. And they had it made. It's like I this love huge so statue much. of Baphomet. It's awesome. It's yeah. like, I'm trying to think of what he is. He's like a goat person with like big wings or something. Oh, what, who Baphomet is like, like what his like 
purposes yeah, and like what the statue looks like yeah 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 so he's oh like, i've seen this he's like a goat head with wings ripped human body uh yeah so he's like huge and he's sitting on a throne with a pentagram behind him this is like the statue that they had made <laughs> it's awesome so i mean i think in the documentary they ruled obviously that that's allowed why wouldn't yeah. that be allowed but it's just a matter of like public opinion you know people in arkansas were not very happy about it but it so was really shocked. cool i so remember shocked. walking out of that movie and being like mind blown did like, you see I'm it gonna in, join in the, the satanic temple do yeah. you see it in theaters i want to see it yeah so yeah, add that to your list i think it's on amazon prime Ooh. or it used to be cool. um That's but yeah really and then good. just going back to satanic panic there was a huge conspiracy movement starting in the 80s through to the 90s and now resurfacing in QAnon and stuff where you know there's these underground people these satanists who are doing all the bad things in the world they're molesting children they're trying to take over the world they're drinking babies blood which a lot of those are just um like racist and anti-semitic tropes that have existed yeah. for hundreds if not thousands of years um but yeah, so in the 80s, there was a book that triggered this whole thing that was about... Do you remember in, like, psych learning about... I didn't take psych in high school. I took it in uh, college, though. Well, you may have talked about it in college. Yeah. Where it's, like, repressed memories and how it's, like, very controversial. Like, in therapy and through hypnosis, like, unburying these, like, repressed yeah, memories. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. That's a real thing. But like. it also led to a lot of false memories being made when, um, like, therapists and people were planting ideas in people's heads oh. and then, like, fully making them believe that these things happened that never happened. They were like, you just repress this. Mm. So there was this whole story. It's a book. Oh, I, I know what you're about to talk about, I think. Where she, with her therapist, like, discovered that she was abused and like raised in a satanic cult her whole life but that wasn't true at all yeah. but they wrote the book and it became like a huge hit in america all over the world so then in america people started and it started with a um a preschool i'm trying to think of what the name was um but there was one I don't know how exactly it started if one child said it or if like the parent suggested it but essentially teachers at this preschool started being accused of abusing the children there and it was like every teacher at the school was oh being my accused God. hundreds of kids were allegedly being abused at the school like people thought that there were these secret tunnels that they would take them down into there was like these satanic rituals and there was never any evidence to support any of that ever mm -hmm. it just was these kids testimonies and since then a lot of the kids have grown up and come out and said that i lied because the investigators basically you know, planted the ideas in yeah they head. planted the yeah. ideas and they were like i had to tell them what they wanted to hear like they weren't gonna let me leave mm -hmm. like children they're doing this to like little children um mcmartin preschool trial so it ended up being one of the most expensive cases in california history i think it cost like 15 million dollars and it ended in zero convictions because there was zero evidence mm -hmm. 
But that started the panic that it's like your children are in danger. There's Satanists everywhere. Like they're lurking teachers, like figures, whatever. Mm -hmm. When in reality, it was like just projection. Cause you know where there was a lot of child abuse happening in the church, <laughs> but they like project this onto these imaginary Satanists. And like, we see that with QAnon now mm -hmm. where, yeah, it's like bad things happen in the world and people who belong to the same groups as you are perpetrating these crimes sometimes, certainly among QAnon people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was just like a huge satanic panic and then people started being demonized, like, you know, teenagers who like to wear black and play Dungeons and Dragons and like listen to Metallica were like harassed in their towns for being Satanists. And there just was like all this hysteria. It just was pure hysteria with very little evidence that there was ever any like satanic rituals taking place anywhere in America. So sorry, that was kind of scattered. No, that was really interesting, honestly, because I didn't know a lot about that. Yeah, so they say the satanic panic, and it's still going basically, and it probably always will. It'll yeah always like come up in different. As long as like the church is at the level that it is, and like our society, I feel like it will because mm -hmm. of like you know Satan is evil. But it is interesting. One thing that I learned that I didn't really realize is I think I, I guess I thought that Satanism was some sort of like separate like was different than atheism like I thought it was like not the same thing which is interesting mm -hmm. like atheists could choose to identify as satanists but they are just an atheist yeah yeah that's interesting yeah it's like some atheists are satanists but not all no other way around all satanists are atheists but not all atheists are satanists exactly yeah <laughs> um but yeah, I just think it's cool. It's just hysteria coming from Christians. It'd be like that. And that's how it's always been. And I think it's especially bad in the U.S. Because mm -hmm. the satanic panic was like a U.S. phenomenon. Mm -hmm. um, I think it kind of feeds into what we were talking about with megachurches, where it's like the very self-centered worldview that these Christians and or I guess not particularly um, Protestants because obviously the Catholic church has lots of it's issues. Literally any, it's literally any sort of like Christian religious group. Yeah. It's like American Christians kind of like center themselves where it's like, why would these random people believe in Satan? Like that's part of your religion. <laughs> like you made that up. Yeah. You know, it's like these people don't give a shit about Satan. They don't believe that it's like a real thing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so he's just like a folk hero figure kind of now like within the satanic temple and it's kind of funny it's like yeah hail satan hail satan what are you gonna baby. do about it like <laughs> yeah yeah so that is my i like it satanic conspiracy yes that was really interesting okay so now we're gonna move into some more political theories um i mean there's a lot when you look at our history involving like entering the entering wars and um, decisions made in that department. And so I'm going to look at the Pearl Harbor and the whole conspiracy theory behind Pearl Harbor is that uh, president Roosevelt and the entire like 
Army, War, Navy departments knew that an attack was going to occur, but they did not alert any military. And they, prior to the attack, knew the dates that it was going to attack. Because there's a lot of people that believe that they knew, but they didn't, um, they knew, but they didn't know where or when. Mm -hmm. But there's also, like, you know, the other side of the fence that thinks it was, they knew about Pearl Harbor, but they and where it was going to happen and when it was going to happen because of like a lot of like Japanese transmissions that they were like re- picking up and recording and uh, messages that they were decoding. There's also this whole theory that I read about behind there was this newspaper clipping in the New Yorker um, right around that time where um, it was a whole this whole ad, but the ad was for something that didn't even happen or occur. And it was, people believed it was a code. Yeah. And the code, there's this theory, this whole theory I read about it, this whole theory that the code was like detailing, this is when the, the Pearl Harbor, it was, you know, like Ooh. a way to communicate between yeah. different people. Like this is when Pearl Harbor is going to happen. This is when, um, where it's going to happen, you know, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So that was um, another like thing that I found about that I thought was really interesting because the whole idea of, you know, someone posting something. It's kind of like the Zodiac killer, yeah, you yeah. know, like sending letters or sending like an ad or something to like send a message in secret, just like spy shit, like yeah. super cool. So do they think it was like FDR putting this ad out to let other people no, know? No, they thought it was like Or it was Japan. Japanese, okay. They, 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 thought it was, they thought it was like Japan or something. Okay, okay. And I don't know why the purpose behind it, you know, that's why it's like, you know, a conspiracy theory because yeah. it's kind of like, Huh? Like what? Yeah. But I was reading about that ad and I was like, interesting. It is odd. Very strange. And it happened like, I think five or six months before. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how they even correlated the two, but just the fact that an ad would be placed into a huge paper where you probably have to pay, like, I don't know at the time, but how much money yeah. you have to pay to get an ad in a paper like that. Probably more than now. Literally. Because that was the only form of news. Literally. Like radio. Yeah. And so like, and there was no real purpose yeah. for the ad to exist. And I can find it later and we can talk about that. But yeah. um, so prior to, you know, this whole belief in this theory, um, a lot of things, Roosevelt did a lot of things that, you know, confused historians looking back on it. Or not necessarily confused them, but like, they were like, why would he be doing all these things if he wasn't trying to get involved in a war, you know? Yeah. And so... Essentially, when his, like, presidency was about to occur, he, um, one of his campaign, like, beliefs was that he was, I wouldn't say pro-war, but he definitely wanted to support Great Britain Mm -hmm. and Europe against Germany. Like, he was super anti-Germany. He wanted to, like, make sure that the Nazi Nazi regime did not take control and power And at the time, you know, they were growing and growing and, like, starting to invade different places like Poland and Soviet Union at the time. And so it wasn't until he had his – the re-election campaign occurred and his opponent, the Republican nominee, um, was about to, like – he was, like – I think it said it was four points behind him. So he was very close Mm -hmm. in, like, the polls. And Roosevelt was, like, I need something to pull me out. And – Um, Because of his war stance, people weren't as inclined to follow him because the United States had taken a very clear neutrality, like, 
like stance on the war. They were not going to be getting involved. They were neutral, but his, but, but Roosevelt having, you know, the, like, the, like pro-war leanings was kind of, you know, making people a little nervous because they didn't want their kids, their kids that they just had so many of their sons die in like the war what like 20 years yeah, earlier just 20 years literally just 20 years earlier 80, lost like so many people and they did not want this to happen again um they did not want there to be a draft etc um and so he made this declaration in quotes he said um i will not ever or not however i will not involve the united states in any foreign wars and foreign is the key word for him because he didn't say like any war, he said any foreign war. And so, meaning if someone were to attack the United States, it would no longer be foreign. Yeah. And so the the things that happened after this start to make you think, okay, did he, was he wanting or preparing for a war because he knew something was about to happen an attack perhaps was about to happen on the United States where all these actions to prepare the United States for the inevitable war that he was going to involve us in. Mm-hmm. And so some of the things that occurred, so he like these quote unquote, he, he called them in quotes, defensive actions, which I mean, I guess they are defensive actions, but if you're neutral, why do you have to get involved? I've said that over and over, but so he, transferred 50 world world war one destroyers to britain um and i'm pretty sure they sent us like several of their ships that they didn't need like he gave them things for war they gave him something to like you know it was almost as if they were like renting it but like you know better word for you know the war um he also enacted the first peacetime draft ever and maybe the only i don't know if that has ever occurred in the future like with like the korean war and vietnam but so basically meaning these kids were being drafted for a war that didn't they weren't involved in yet yeah and you know that's probably made so many people uneasy um and then he also made tweaks to the neutrality act which was what initially which i think occurred after world war one that like the united states took the stance that they would not be getting involved in these european were wars in europe in asia like they were like done um and he was tweaking this which you know once again for someone who wasn't thinking a war was coming why would he be doing this and i mean you can say for sure though a war is like actively occurring germany is growing like the germany power is growing it's like they're preparing because they know it's gonna be inevitable but, like, the United States is so separated from that side of the world yeah. to where it's, like, it's still questionable, you know? And so, um, along with this, he started to increase tensions between Washington and Tokyo by introducing embargoes on certain scrap metal metals and petroleum products and so like with that it's like it's almost like he's inciting japan to even do anything like another you know step to perpetuate this conflict between them um and following all of these like occurrences he you know inevitably on December 6, 1941, 
Japan attacked Pearl Harbor and killed around 2,000, over 2,000 people. Um, I don't know the exact number. And they had no warning. And they had no way to prepare. And, you know, it was just a normal day. And also just like the fact that Hawaii is, you know, so separated. It it is like the perfect place to attack. And it's very convenient for, I mean, for obviously Japan's so much closer to Hawaii. So it makes sense. Yeah. But it almost felt like to me, it's like orchestrated, like not that he chose Hawaii. Cause I don't think he chose for any of this necessarily out. Well, I, maybe I do, but like, it's just almost as if he chose Hawaii um, because it was like dispensable. Yeah. You know, I believe it, you know, you get, you get me like, it's like this country that I mean, it's country state that doesn't really to it to Washington for sure. doesn't have much value. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they have the, it has the only value is the military there because the military is closer to other places. So they can have all these ships and the people that are against this theory, like that are like anti this theory, um, which I kind of see what they're saying is, why would there was like so many of like the United States like best battleships there yeah and they were all destroyed yeah all, not all of them but like you know a ton of them were and along with all these people so like to me I'm like looking past the people because honestly I feel like two politicians people can sometimes be like yeah dispensable. I mean in the, in the grand scheme of yeah. things 2,000 people is not that many exactly and exactly. I think it seems unthinkable, but I mean, it's not like FDR was this like great person. He interned his own citizens of exactly. Japanese descent. Like exactly. he was not a good person. Exactly. So I would completely believe it. Ex- yes. I think that makes perfect sense. And like, even the, even prior to that, and this is like not even, I didn't even write any of this stuff down, but like this also gave him motivation to create these internment camps because Japanese was in and like a reason to like you know imprison all these innocent people for literally no reason and we never talk about it because yeah I feel like that's you know it's so it's so skimmed over there's so many things that are skimmed over but that one is just like and like it gave him a reason to be like okay yeah let's let's put them all up like Round them up. Round them up, literally. Yeah, it's horrific. And they lost everything. They lost their entire livelihood. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's, it's so horrible. horrible. And yeah. Because the thing with presidents is, I feel like even with modern presidents, certainly Bush with mm-hmm. 9-11, I don't know if you're going to go into that. Yeah, but, I have a little bit, but not super detailed. Yeah, you can it's talk like about it presidents then. like wars mm-hmm. because it's an opportunity for them. And it's like throughout all of history, people like conquests, you know, like leaders like conquests because the president isn't at risk. Like nothing's going to happen to FDR mm-hmm. sitting in Washington. And I'm sure he fought in world war one. I, I can't don't say for, for sure, sure, but he was, remember he was paralyzed with, was that Poli- Yeah, that was Poli- Okay. That's what I, I think that was later. He did. He was a minor character in uh Peaky Blinders. Are you serious? Yeah. I no, know that. maybe that was Teddy Roosevelt. I don't know the the age, but like, but going off of that, so like, you know, to me, it's like, I would feel like he would care more about the battleships than the people. Yeah, you but know I guess what I mean? even that, it's like, that was probably a harder sacrifice than the people, but it's like, that's just what's going to have to happen. Exactly. Yeah. You He's know, like, in order to get what I want, ones. 
and like get the power that's needed to intervene it's he didn't yeah it's all this it's this whole thing it's I feel like I'm in one of my like classes from college but it's like he saw Germany raising like increasing their power and he said I don't want them to be more powerful than me certainly not yeah it's not they're gonna be at this rate they're gonna be more powerful than the United States that's the most powerful in the world Mm -hmm. I can't that can't happen so it's like he's wanting to get involved almost to intervene to thwart that maybe not even to protect these people that are being murdered and also the fact that like you know this is a conspiracy theory but also like I'm pretty sure it's out there that they all knew about the Holocaust actively occurring. And it's like, to them, in theory, it's like, oh, he didn't know that these people were even so bad. Yeah, no, they knew. They all knew. And the other thing is that, like, Americans, like we were saying before, Americans are very Mm self-centered. It's very, like, America is the center of the world. Mm -hmm. And so for this huge world event to be happening and America not be part of it, like, yeah, they were itching to be part of it. Like, FDR... The generals, politicians, I'm at sure. least. The, the politicians. The, 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 the regular citizen did not. Yeah. At all. Yeah. But then it's but like, I'm sure but then young it's like, men, once, it's the same thing as World War One, where it's like, with enough propaganda, it's like, yeah, but that's I'm the going thing. to be a hero. I'm going but to once, fight for my country. Once Pearl Harbor happened, exactly, the yeah. thoughts changed. Yeah. And so once Pearl Harbor happened, the like sentiments by the, you know, the average citizen changed. And that's the same thing with 9 yeah. 11. Um, which I wouldn't say the same thing because, but like, there are Similar, definitely parallels. People were like enlisting more than they've ever mm-hmm. at the time. Like people were like, I mean, the draft was occurring. People were like, okay, I'm ready to go because yeah. I need to defend everything. Like us, I need to defend our country. Yeah, and it's like World War One. America swooped in at the last minute and you know won the war. Exactly. Allegedly, I don't know that much about World War One to be honest. Yeah, I. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like America ended the war, basically, so. Yeah. I believe it. That wouldn't surprise me at all that he knew. It's Yeah, it's not like he was orchestrating an attack on his own people, but he was like, Exactly, because okay, some people I'll let think, it happen. Exactly. Some people think he was orchestrating it. Yeah. Um. Because, I mean, like, they had to have known. They were monitoring. Exactly. Japan very closely. And Pearl, the people, like, at, like, the heart, like, they didn't even. They had no warning, really. Yeah. It's wild. And it's like, how would they have no warning? And I feel like it's easier to, you know, say these things about Pearl Harbor as opposed to 9-11. Because, obviously, like, anyone who lost a loved one in Pearl Harbor is dead. Yeah. I'm fairly certain there may be a few left. Um, Because I'm sure, yeah, like... If your loved one died there, you wouldn't want to hear that, that, like, the president allowed that to happen. That yeah. Your family member was disposable. Um, and same with people who lost someone in 9-11. So, like, I'm not saying that's the case. It's I think just... World War II, I think Pearl Harbor has stronger evidence. Yeah, it was a that. political, like, it was a necessary, it was, on, it's collateral damage. That's collateral where, damage, for that's sure. That's what we, they say in, like, in my policy classes, like, it was the collateral damage necessary to... To get in that war. To get in the war. Win that war. And I war. mean, yeah, they won. But. Due largely to the Soviet Union. Which is the... certainly not something that we, like, learn in American high school. But Yeah. And all the people that died. So. Yeah. That didn't need to. Yeah. Because I also read further. Well, okay. In theory. It's all theoretical. But, like, I read further about how was it, were we necessary for Germany to be, you know, 
taken down. Yeah. And the answer on almost everything I read was no. Yeah. We, Germany would have rose into greater power, but every, everything I was reading was saying that I think it was the Soviet Union was going to take him down. For sure. And so I was reading all this stuff and I was like, well, that's... But it would have probably prolonged a lot of bad things yeah. if we hadn't gotten involved, too. So, like, I'm not saying that it was, like, you know, the wrong decision, but... Wait, yeah, we're, like, saying these things, and it didn't even occur to me before just now that it's, like... I mean, he dropped two fucking nuclear bombs on civilians and killed, what, like... Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of people. So, yeah, I 100% believe that he let Pearl Harbor You're happen. so right. I don't even... I didn't even, like, think about... That, like, yeah, that didn't even cross Did that my ha- mind. That happened after this, though. Yeah, that happened to... That was what, like, ended the war, basically. Yeah. That was 45, I think. And in school, do you remember this? I swear it was taught as, like, necessary evil. Like, yeah, that's really bad that that happened. But more people would have died if we hadn't blown up a whole city. I'm just, like, a whole city of citizens. Like, it's, it's It's like, what? It's absolutely sick. But, like, it's also, like, do you think back and it's, like, all these, the stuff that America has done throughout our entire history to even, like, American citizens like mm-hmm. african-americans yeah it's just like native americans it's native american native yeah. americans oh my god it's like we don't care yeah we really don't give a yeah. fuck about anyone no <laughs> like we don't they don't give a they fuck like about celebrate there's like celebration that we dropped two bombs and killed hundreds of thousands of people left others like, that'll deformed, show left that'll others, show like, yeah it's so sick it's so bad and like it's yeah it's hard to think about but i think you're right it is easier to think about it because it's farther back in history than like the modern day yeah um it's easier to like make excuses but even then 9-11 isn't that different Mm -mm. in terms of like i personally i don't think you know the thing was it's not the, I don't think Bush did 9-11. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's the thing that I hear all the time. Bush did 9-11. But he was definitely, he, at the bare minimum, used it for his political advantage. Oh, for sure. And I mean, you know, any president, I'm sh- I'm assuming, in that position would do that in some capacity. But he used it to go to war in a country that wasn't even involved in the actual attack. Like Dick I, Cheney was probably like ecstatic when that happened probably like jumping up and down with joy because yeah that's what they wanted they wanted to invade iraq when there was like you know these alleged weapons of mass destruction that never existed they weren't even they were never even like i think proven to be there yeah no they weren't yeah they were made up yeah um and they lied to the un about it and then like all these people enlisting and like they're going out and like dying out there and you know, because, like, all these soldiers, they're their pawns just as much as, like... Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of, like, shitting on the army, but it's, like, these people are the ones that are being most manipulated. And it is interesting thinking about, like, you know, hesitant to be, like, yeah, he let how many, like, over 2,000, or was it 3,000, Americans die. Something like that. I don't know. I can 9/11. look it up. But then it's, like, but then he used that to go kill a million Iraqis, like... Is it really that implausible? It's like just because they're his own people. Yeah, it's more like the idea, like that. Well, obviously he used it, but the idea that did he know about it before? And there's proof. There were whistleblowers. Yeah. I read about it actually yesterday. But like this woman who 
had like basically showed proof that at the bare minimum this it was i think it was the cia would that be the right one i think it was the cia was looking into these like allegations or like looking into the potential of something like that to occur and so they knew they knew that there was something coming and like at the bare minimum which it doesn't seem you know like they were like and also it's just okay this isn't necessarily related to the conspiracy theory but like the fact that like airports were so easily like able to you were able to just like walk into the airport with all this stuff and it's like how were they able to get through yeah like but even now airport security apparently they don't catch like 95 percent of things that's so scary. Which I just can't even think about that. Like, what are you doing? How do you not catch a fucking gun in a bag? Well, also, though, I, like, have no idea how they, like, read those, like, monitors. No. Like, I'm, no like, idea. Like, the highlighter. Like, they're, like, highlighted and they show your bag. And I mean, but also, true, it's, like, it's, like, how do you miss a gun? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. But, yeah. oh, wait, let me see the, the how many people passed on, the, on 9-11. Um. Oh, six more than two thousand nine hundred seventy-seven people were killed, but um, more over six thousand were injured. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was such a sad. It's like I don't even I don't remember nine eleven, but I just thinking about it is so horrible. Yeah. No, it's crazy imagining being our age and something like that happening. Yeah. It's so- and it's, I mean, it's interesting to think, like, we obviously always had, like, 9-11. When it was 9-11 and we were at school, we had, like, those, not services, but, like, we'd like have, assemblies, like, assemblies and stuff. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that was just, like, a few years after it happened. Yeah. Whereas kids today, I, doubt I feel like they probably feel. Learn about it in textbooks. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, and kids on TikTok, it's like, they probably don't even think that 9-11 was real or something. Yeah. Honestly, like. Same way they don't think Helen Keller really existed. Okay, yeah. That's another one that I, like, have been seeing a lot. And I'm like, what? Kids love that one, that she didn't exist. Someone was trying to argue that with me the other day. It's like, just leave the woman alone. I'm conf- they're Jesus like, but like, Christ. I, I get what they're saying initially. Like they're, like, they're like, but she was blind and deaf. How could she, like, read or write? And I'm like, I understand yeah, you. It's like, I don't understand, but like. But she was real. She was real. To me. <laughs> yeah, honestly, though, I, I I, think she was real. Yeah, it just feels wrong. Somehow. But I mean, it was just the way that we were like, like. She's not real. I feel like we got like a week lesson on her. Like, yeah. Like, she was such a staple. Yeah. Of our like growing up. And it's like, why would they make that up? Yeah. What would possibly be the, to be like, well, you better learn how to read and write if Helen Keller can do it. Yeah. Like, what would be the motivation? It's so, it's so weird. And also, I was going to tell you this. I, so have you heard of the mattress firm money laundering scheme? I have not. Okay. So it's this theory that like mattress firms, okay, because let me tell you, mattress firms, I, not in Nashville. I literally looked up a map today, but in certain cities, mattress farms are, like, everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. every street corner. And it doesn't make sense because they're literally a mattress store. And they're the same company. It's not like it's, like, oh, like, sleep number, mattress mm-hmm. firm, like, different stores. Yeah. No, it's, like, the same company. And when I was in college, I went to visit – well, no, my friend from – my co- freshman roommate took me to her hometown. She lived in Charlotte. And she took me to this place. <laughs> and it was, like, this this – 
you could, it was like this, like, I wouldn't call it an overlook, but it was like kind of like a higher up parking area. And you could see three mattress firms. Oh my God. From that one spot. And it wasn't like it was like super high up. It was just like a higher parking lot. Yeah. And she was like, she was like, this is where we go to look at the mattress firms. (laughs) And I was like, what? Oh my God. This is like mattress firm. I don't even know how to describe it, but you look at it and it's just kind of like chilling almost. It's like, I don't want to go in there. Something about I've it is very off-putting. I've never seen off-putting. anyone in there. So I believe it. I believe it too. I personally believe that Captain D's is a money laundering scheme. What? what? At least the one that's like near my house. The one, like your house here? Yeah. Which, what, what makes you think? It? Have you never seen, seen anyone there? anyone in there. In fact, like, we were getting food across the street a couple weeks ago, and this person goes up, it's 8 p.m., and they, like, try to open the door, and it's locked. And I guess, like, maybe it might be drive through only, but it's like, who are you to be turning away any business? Like, I've never seen anyone in that Captain B's. It's a front. I bet. Confirmed. I believe you. I believe also, that. Also, it's like, ooh. Yeah. No offense, but Captain B's, that makes me feel sick. <laughs> I remember going there when I was, like, a kid. Yeah. Like, a little kid. Um, But I have not been there since probably, you know, like, ele- early elementary school. Yeah. But, yeah, gross. Like, why did we ever go there? It's so like, Why gross. would my parents fish, ever feed fast us Fast food, fish. No, that makes me want to throw up. Ooh, so nasty. That just ain't right. So, do you believe in Bigfoot? No. <laughs> I wish I did. I wish I had like a silly little thing to believe in, but yeah, I big, can't say I do. I I wouldn't say I believe in Bigfoot either, but I do want to tell you a little bit about in college I went to the Nash not the Nashville, the National Bigfoot Convention in um, North Carolina and I met some, you know, true Bigfoot believers. They told us a lot of stories about their personal Sasquatch adventures and showed me some great pictures. So they believe that there's Sasquatches in North Carolina. Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. isn't it typically they're in like the Pacific Northwest? That's what I thought too, but you know Because I'm like, it's how would hot. they possibly exist on both coasts well, and nowhere in between? And no one's seen them. And ever no one's or had a them. photo of them. Like, come on. That's I where I draw the line. It was just great because um I met these Bigfoot hunters and they had like this little setup where they like a couple tables and like photos and like every single photo was straight up like a raccoon or like a bear. And I'm like, so guys, like, tell me your, like, what's your most like real evidence? And they like point at this photo and it's like a blurry, like black, like dot. And I'm like, okay. Okay. And then, and then (laughs) people went, they had a stage and like at one point they had like a Bigfoot hollering contest where you could go up and like holler your best Bigfoot holler. And then they also had people get to go up and share their personal stories of seeing Bigfoot, which that was their testimonies. And like, that was definitely like, you know, the, the highlight of the trip. Cause we drove like an hour down there to go see it. But honestly, so worth it. Cause these people were, I've never really heard people that believe so deeply in, you know, a Bigfoot. Yeah, because you hear that, and it's like, surely these people are just fucking around. Yeah. But no, I... These people were, like, these men were, like, stone cold. Like, they had their, like... They were definitely very southern country men, but they were, like, yeah, these are my... These are my, like, 
pictures of Bigfoot and there's her uh, um they had like a like a a Bigfoot footprint that they had like made a cast of yeah but do you think they'd shoot and kill him if they saw one are they like hunters they say they're hunters squatch hunters that's what they literally it's I I need to grab my phone but the name of the shoot one hypothetically I mean I think so because they have these the the name of the the group was like Southern Squatch Hunters or something like that. They just like drop a like cartoonish <laughs> net over him and he's like he's like oh. wrestling he's like, oh. Yeah, I don't know why I picture it like kind of like Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. But like furry. That's what I think too though. <laughs> just like a That's mindless I mean the one you know the one really famous photo. Yeah. That one is what I think of. All right, with that, I think we are done with our conspiracies. Yeah, I'm glad you guys were here to discuss with us. Yeah. Uh, let us know what your favorite conspiracy theory is. Yes, comment on our Instagram, at Gothsorority. Mm-hmm. And we just want to give a shout out to Sister Sarah Goldstein, who helped create our cover art. Thank you, Sister Sarah. It we looks love so it. Good. It's beautiful. It's so good. Amazing. All right. Well, we will see you next week, sisters. Bye, sisters. Bye. <laughs>